see ya I understand Why you're here with me The sparkles in your eyes Reassures me We're connected in many ways When I hold you When you whisper I love you What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and you just listened to my very talented neighbor, uh, who I told you was into conspiracy theories, but he's also <laughs> a very talented uh, musician, as you just heard. And I thought that that song, uh, Love You Every Day, was very appropriate being um, this week was Valentine's Day. So we kicked <laughs> off the show a little different uh, this week with uh, some music. And uh, he is here with me, my neighbor uh, Gus Amador, very talented musician, um, and he's got some really interesting shit to talk about. Being the theme of this show is going to be talking about some conspiracy theories. Thanks for being here, Conspiracy buddy. theory. Jeremy Lin is Asian American. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. It's a conspiracy. Jeremy Lin, the whole thing, oh. I think. This guy's oh. unbelievable. Uh, we're going to get to that for sure. <laughs> we definitely have to get to the Jeremy Lin thing. Um, he that's That's been um, unbelievable. But this is going to be a packed out show because we're going to talk about some sports. We're going to talk sure. about some Jeremy Lin. Sure. We're going to talk um, a movie which I was not fond of at all. Um, we're going to talk about the stupidity of Valentine's Day. First, I'd like to say, and um, Gus, you've been to the Palisades Mall. 
I've been there. I haven't. I've shopped there a couple of times. I haven't been there recently, but yeah. I, I heard about that club that you were telling me. Uh, if you're a comedy fan, I'm telling you right now, um, the new Levity Live Comedy Club in the Palisades Mall. I, I was joking on stage. It's 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 too nice to be in that fucking mall. <laughs> like you go in this place and it is ele- It's it is top notch. You could shoot an HBO special in this place. Um, you know, the fact that you walk out and you see a Chili's and a Hot Topic is fucking... It's un- weird, isn't it? Yeah, you shouldn't. It, it, they have the most unbelievable... It's definitely out of place. It's it's out of place. <laughs> but but I will say this. go. You can get the top quality in the country show. I'm okay. not just talking about New York City, Carolines. Yeah. I'm talking about the best comedy you can go to see in this country, you can see at the Palisades Mall. they just opened Mall. up, what, about a They month opened ago, up four weeks ago. Four weeks ago. Food's incredible. Right. Staff is incredible. Yeah. Top-notch comedy. Um, it's great. So I was there on um, Sunday and night. And somehow they booked you. And somehow they booked me. Uh, I don't know is, how that I, happened. I, I, you know, I was, they were like, oh, he must be local. <laughs> we need somebody local. <laughs> Get him in here. Um, unbelievable. I was there Sunday, and then I was there last night. And it was, it was guys, if you're in West <clears throat> Nyack or this area and you don't want to go down to New York City to see a comedy show, go to Levity Live. I think I, I, I text you because I, I heard on O&A that uh, who the hell was opening up uh, the first weekend? Somebody was opening up, and I, and I text you, and I, and, I, and I told you about it. Yeah. And uh, I say, Paul, you got to check this one out. And you, little that I know, uh, you already knew about the place. Yeah, well, it, it was funny. I was there with my wife, mother-in-law. We were walking around wife, the mall. Wife, mother-in-law? My wife and mother-in-law. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's something. To- <laughs> um, and and it's funny because I was walking, and I was like, "Levity Live." Levity sounds familiar, and I knew right. that they manage comic. It's a com- like a company. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And, and all of a sudden, it was like bringing comedy or a funny place, and I was like, "Wow, they're actually bringing." Because I don't know if you remember this, the Palisades Mall had a comedy club called Rascals. Uh, I heard of Rascals, and it but there. I didn't. I realized it was there. Yeah. Ra- well, there there was a bunch. Yeah. There was yeah, a couple of Rascals, yeah. and they actually wanted to open one at the Palisades Mall, and it didn't do well. But when I saw Levity Live, I realized why Rascals didn't do well. It's all how you run it, and this place is right, top notch. Right. Um, so now, are they out. affiliated with another club? In, uh, the, yes, the same owners. Uh, th- that's a great question because that's exactly what it is. It's Gotham Comedy Club. Gotham, okay. In New York, okay. which is a top notch. I mean, Gotham is one of the big three in New York City, along with Caroline's and the Comedy Cellar. I think those are yeah, some of the. Yeah, Comics Closed Down, right? Uh, comics Closed Down that was, was a nice great little club. club. It was a great comics, club. Yeah, it was a great yeah. club. Yeah, you were there. I was there. I, and, I was also there for a couple of. Uh, I hate to. Well, doesn't matter. I, I I'm a fan of Ron and Fez and Opie and Anthony. So Ron and Fez uh, used to have what's called Unmasked there. Oh, okay. And I went to a couple of the Unmasked. It's a, it was a nice place. It was a great I, club. I don't know what the heck and that was that was it. another. I mean, I heard the place was hemorrhaging money. <laughs> oh, was it? But um, I I wasn't treated. You know, couldn't have been treated better. Well, that show I went to see you. It was really good. Oh, it was a great room. With DeRosa was, it was on it. It was a great room. Yeah, it was. Uh, it what was, was that De girl's Ro- name? DeRosa, Marina Franklin. Marina Franklin. Marina yeah. Franklin. Johnny Lampert was on it. It was right. four of us. We had a good time. That was and a good it was one. It was a good show, good and it was a great place. Place went under, which was weird because I every time I was there, it seemed like decent crowds. Yeah, it's good loca- it was in a good location. A- apparently, too. they were they were really, it wasn't it going happens. well. It, so, it just happens. Um, but Levity Live <laughs> is killing it. Matter of fact, I was there last night. <laughs> it's a Wednesday night. There's 200 people. Wow. Wednesday night. That's crazy. 200 people, and I'm on stage, and I'm saying to myself, holy shit, this feels like a, a Saturday night. Um, <coughs> and then I'm in the green room, and this will lead right into it because we got to talk about this. I'm in the green yeah, room. I'm sitting yeah. on a leather recliner, yeah. and they got a flat screen, uh-huh. and I'm watching Jeremy Lin, 
And I said something on stage last night. I said, listen, folks. I said, I never believed in the Mayan calendar. <laughs> okay? I said, I never believed that this is the end of days. I said, but with the recent events this week, I think end of days because an Asian has saved the New York Knicks. <laughs> You've become a firm believer. <laughs> not, yeah, and not, not only has an Asian saved the New York Knicks, but an Asian who, who went was, to Harvard. Who went to Harvard and was undrafted. <laughs> undrafted. And he comes in and he's looking like Earl Monroe. I mean, I won't say that, but he's uh, he's uh, he's he's playing. He's looking. He's looking. You know what? You know what? The it, it, the thing is that the, you know the Knicks had these superstars, but they do, and they did need that guard. You need a guard, no matter yeah. what. Right. I don't care what anybody says. You can have five starting superstars, but if one is not a good guard, right, you're not going to get anywhere. I'll give you a prime example. I was just thinking about this before I came over. Uh, uh, the New Jersey Nets, when they got Jason Kidd. Right. He turned that team around. Yeah. They went to the finals two years the, in a row. That's right. That's a great point. You know, and that's they a had point. a nice little Because he facilitated the offense, that's and you correct. need that. Yeah. That's correct. No, and, you're right. And once they got rid of him, look at it. What are they, 8 and 22 now? Yeah. Uh, the oh, Jersey yeah. Nets. No, no, no. He was, it's, he was it's a big, you yeah. Need, you always need a good guard. It doesn't have to be a, a fantastic scoring guard. Somebody who dishes out the ball. Right, you know, dish here, dish there, a couple of assists there, you know, but this guy's doing—he's—he's—he's he's doing assists, he's scoring, uh, turnovers like crazy because he has the ball. Uh, well, he most has the—he the has the ball so much, you know, yeah. you know, five, six turnovers. If he—if he could cut that down two or three, and I agree with what you said, a hundred percent. And and here's the thing: last night was the only night that he didn't have twenty points. No, he's scored but he ten points, but he had thirteen assists, thirteen assists and, which is and, good. And it's last, a good balance. And last night looked to me like that was one of the most important things. Yeah. When you see a guy throwing alley-oops, bounce passes, yeah, pick and yeah, rolls, yeah, that that's what good. you want. That but was... you know he can score. Yeah. He has the ability to score. Right. And it's it, it it's fun to see Madison Square Garden like that again. Now everybody's talking about when Carmelo comes back. Yeah. Well, oh, he's a ball hog. Blah, 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 blah. But you know what? It's got to work out. It's got to work because you have a true... Point guard, right? I think he'll he'll make it work. I think Lynn, yeah, the way Lynn runs the offense, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna make it work. And um, you know, I just look at it like this. Here's how I look at it. Okay, Carmelo Anthony has no choice but to listen. Even though he's a superstar, yeah. you can't come into winning and fuck it up, right? You know, like he's gonna like Amari adjusted in a game. Yeah, you know, but Amari yeah. is used to that system with Nash. Yeah, uh, yeah, Carm- and, and you know what? To tell you the truth, uh, Paulie, I was I was kind of disappointed when the Knicks did trade for Carmelo because they got rid of a, a really nice little nucleus that they had there with uh, with Amari, Felton, and, and Felton, and Gallinari, and, and Gallinari. Chandler, It was yeah. a nice, and they were they were playing well. They were playing hard. Yeah, they were playing like a nice little unit. All of a sudden, you get rid of was it three or four guys that got rid of just to get. Him and Chauncey? It was like four, yeah. You know, and the next thing you know, it's And like, the funny thing is, Chauncey was one of the most important pieces of that. And, uh, well, and then they got rid of him and they got Chandler, which I like Chandler. He's, he's a monster on the board. And Chandler looks really good with Lynn. And he's yes. very happy with yes. Lynn. He's yes. finally becoming the Chandler he was with Dallas because Lynn can, can facilitate. And, and you know what? When Amari and... and um, Amari and... Uh, Oh Jesus! I got just got a, a who brain who is fun. it? When the both guys were out, the, both superstars. Amari and Mello. And Mello, Jesus Christ! Uh, when those two guys were out, if you right. saw what the what the Knicks had on, on the court, it was like, wait a minute, this is not supposed to work out. Right. This lineup is not. And and, right. and, and what you saw was these guys, second team guys, 
working as a first team. Right. You know, and and they won one or one, and then they won two, and they won three, and then four. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And then Amari comes back, and they barely win that game. Oh, that the was the first when he game. Shot was that ball. Barely. Won. Yeah, they, and he shot that ball. And you know, the funny thing is, they said that you know, Lynn, Lynn was going to be cut. He was a few days from being cut. He was. They said, Listen, he was going to be trade. There was a trade uh, discussion with uh, Toronto. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because. It's almost like he said when he got thrown in that game, "Listen, dude, this is it. Like you gotta, you yeah. gotta do something." But you know, you know, Jesus, Jesus is, is the one that's helping him out. You know, well, oh, because he's friends with Tebow. No, he's he's one of those born again. <laughs> oh guys. yeah, no, yeah, he is. But you know, the thing is, he doesn't talk about it as much as Tebow. No, no, he's pretty cool. He, he just says, "Listen, you know, thank God and stuff like that." But yeah, like, you know, he doesn't yeah, do the yeah. he doesn't do he the doesn't whole. He doesn't go all you know. He doesn't go all crazy. I gotta say though, you know, I'm really not into. This is the first time. I'm really not into the puns that they do with names in the New York Post. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, this yeah. one, this time, <laughs> I'm actually having fun with it only because of how creative people are getting. Okay. The one that I really laughed at, my, my, I think my, my favorite one is either Linderella Man from the movie or this one, to Linfinity and Beyond, oh, which stop. is from the Toy Story movies, which my son always Did watches. you see the game last night, the Asian uh, girl with the cutout? No, what did it say? L- Linderella. That's hilarious. And she, she had it on. Oh, all she night. had. I, she, yeah. she actually had the, the dress. The, the dress, you know, had a, a card. Hey, did you hear thing. what he said about it? Which I like. Yeah, he goes, yeah, I yeah. didn't know you could do so many things with Lynn. I know. He goes, I know. I know. <laughs> and the people that went, New York is bought into it. Well, hey, listen. You know how could you not though? Like it's this isn't a fluke. I don't think. Well, you know. And I found things out about this. I kid. find it annoying that 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 people get all wrapped up. You know. Okay. It's it's. You know, it's it's the freaking media, man. They, they they just overblow everything. Just to keep, oh, they always do. they do it to keep your mind off of what's really happening in the world. But we'll get into that. Well, later. we're definitely gonna get into that. <laughs> we're definitely gonna get into that. I'm just finally happy the New York Knicks have finally something where you could watch a regular season game. Yeah, excited. it's good. It's good. You yeah, know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. guy plays because the Knicks don't have unselfish. He's unselfish. Right. He passes first. Right. Right. You've played basketball, right? Yeah, in the old days. And it, but 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 you know, I'm an old know, fart you, now. But 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 that that's even that's even better for what I'm trying to say here because you know what, old school basketball was pass first. It was pass. It was pass. I, you I know, create to, the shot. Right? I was I was I used to come off the bench as the uh, the sixth guy guy off the bench, and my job was to I was a point guard and my job was to distribute the ball. And every time I distributed the ball and I got an assist, that made me so happy. I think the most I ever scored in the game was 13 points. That's the most I ever scored in a game. But as long as I had my six, seven, eight, or nine, ten, whatever assist, I was very happy. Right, because that that's, cause it was about winning and passing. And if, if That's you know, it. You have well, I had other guys on the team that did that, 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 that work. They did the you shots. Know, there's five you know? guys for a reason. That's right. You know? That's right. Uh, so no, I'm really I'm really excited about it because and you know what? Usually what happens is the NFL season's over. And then shit gets boring. I'm yeah. not huge into hockey. You know, the Knicks always... Actually, st- actually I've, been, I've been starting to watch hockey again. I went to a I Rangers to, game and I had a lot of fun. When I was... Uh, uh, back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, when I was a young lad, I used to... Uh, you know, they used to have the hockey, the Rangers... By the way, folks, the- Gus is 92 years old. I, and I sound better every day. Uh, back in the old days, I used to walk backwards naked... When a Coca-Cola bottle was a nickel. It was a nickel. Uh, <laughs> no, they used to have the, the Knicks and the uh, the Rangers used to be on Channel 9. They used to show their games on TV. Of course, it was in black and white. 
You know? Right, right. And uh, I used to really be into hockey back then. A little Puerto Rican kid into hockey. Boy, is that off the wall. Growing up in New York. Well, growing up in New and, York. Yeah, you know? this is really not a hockey town. No, you know, no, it was not a hockey town. And then, of course, 94, all hell broke loose. Uh, uh, broke loose. They won the, the, the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup yeah. But now, I, you know, I, I'll catch a game once in a while. I'm like, holy shit, these guys are doing good. I better start getting into this thing again because... I don't know anybody on the team. All I know is yeah. Lundqvist, and that's about it. Yeah. And uh, Richards, yeah, yeah, and that's about it. They're playing good. No, they're they're, they're playing great. They're playing good. The Knicks are playing great. So this is actually a good NFL off season. Yeah, um, you know, usually yeah, the Knicks yeah. suck by December. Oh man, <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been eleven it's been eleven years, twelve know, years since we've been good. You know, the uh, the savior came. Uh, Patrick Ewing came. He ne- yeah. never got us a championship. Close though. Close but no cigar, uh, yeah. you know. I, fortunately, uh, since I'm 92, I remember the uh, the two championships <laughs> the Knicks won in '69. Yeah, I was. You know, I was not born. No, you were I sperm in your dad's sack. Not That's even, what you not, were. I don't even know. Not even yet. <laughs> uh, you know, Gus is funny because Gus Gus will tell me. Gus is my neighbor. And uh, I see him. I see him when we, uh, you know, when I leave or whatever. Gus is. A when I look out the window with my shotgun and go, "Who the hell is that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Gus, I bumped into Gus the other day, and he was talking to me about we were talking some Knicks basketball, and you told me something that I didn't know because of Black History oh, Month. Oh yes, yes. And he told me that the first black, I guess you could say, the Jackie Robinson of the NBA yes. was a Nick. Yes. And then we uh, we always talk about uh, me and Bill Burr and some other people, comedians, always talk about great nicknames. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Magic Johnson's one. Uh, right. uh, Iceman Gerving is one. Right. Um, the, the Boston Strangler. I forgot that guy's name. He was one. That's a great one. But you told me that the first black NBA player who played for the Knicks uh, nickname was Nathaniel. His name was Nathaniel Sweetwater Clifton. And the reason why they called him Sweetwater was? Because he liked his soda pop. He didn't smoke and he didn't drink. And he drink. He loved his soda. Pop. He liked soda, and they, that's what they called, you know, soda sweet water. And you know what I also? And that's fi- a great. That's a great. And one. You know what I also found out about that documentary? The Knicks were the first team. Check this out. Sit down, folks. History, and folks. To this. History. They were the first team to have an Asian American basketball player in the 40s, right after World War II. Wow. What was his name? I have no effing idea. Oh, if you said like Andrew Lynn, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, if you said Andrew Lynn, I'll be like, holy shit, history repeats itself. <laughs> so they're, they're, the Knicks have been first for a couple of things already. But yeah, Sweetwater Clifton. Uh, Sweetwater Clifton used to play with a team uh, who were really big in the 30s and 40s. They were called the New York Renaissance. Uh, the New York Renaissance were a barnstorming team that would go around the country and play anybody who would play them. There, back then, there was also what's called, was a team called the Original Celtics, and they were also a, barn, a barnstorming team. And every once in a while, yeah. they would they would get together and play against each other. And in on the uh, on the the original Celtics team, uh, who were were originally they weren't even from Boston to tell you the truth. Uh, they uh, they had this guy this uh, this uh, center His name was uh, I, I hope I pronounced the name correct. It's Lepchik, who went on to coach the uh, the St. John's uh, the Redmen. Which they were called Redmen back then, folks, and the uh, the Knicks in the fifties. Uh, but he built this friendship with the uh, with the owner of the New York Renaissance, and uh, when he became a uh, uh, the the coach of the Knicks in in the in the fifties, 
he tried to get the league to accept the New York Renaissance's all-black team into the league, and the league turned him down. So he was all pissed off about it, and the owner of the Renaissance told him, don't quit, because he wanted to quit. He goes, don't quit. I know there's something that you can do down the road that will help the league. So what he did was he he signed Sweetwater Clifton to play with the Knicks. There you go. And the t- uh, unfortunately, the Renaissance, since they weren't uh, weren't able to get into the NBA, they were disbanded and and don't, no longer exist. In fact, uh, uh, Kareem Abdul uh, Jabbar did a documentary, uh, put out a documentary, which I got a chance to watch on HBO the other day. Was it good? It was really good. I never knew anything about these test teams, the New York Renaissance. It was the New York Renaissance and the Harlem Globetrotters. And you know what? The Harlem Globetrotters were originally from Harlem. They were from Chicago. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> so I learned a couple of things there about sure. that. And uh, I don't know where this is going to, but... Uh, no, so that was that was how... That was, uh, how... That, oh, that we're talking about the nicknames. Yeah, yeah, the nicknames. is Sweetwater Clifton. That's a great that's one. How, that's how Sweetwater became a nick. He had these huge hands. And they were huge. They were monster hands. He was he was only 6'7". Uh, they showed him in black and white the kind of shot. He used to stamp which we call now the three-point line, he used to do a set shot, standing there and just shoot it up, and the thing used to squish all the time. Uh, he wasn't fancy, even though he, he he played with the Renaissance, and I forgot to also mention that he played with the Harlem Trotters too, for two years before the Knicks signed him. But, uh, yeah, that that is a funky name. And the other one that I, like I told that. you about uh, the other day, uh, back in the uh, 1972 70. 72, 73, 73, 74 season, when the Knicks last won their last championship, they had a, a guy on the team called, his name was uh, Hawthorne Wingo. Oh, that's a great I name. I used to love that name. Hawthorne Wingo. Hawthorne Wingo. That sounds, like a mov- that sounds like a movie character name. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, only, that's... he only played a couple of years with the Knicks, but he was on a championship league, uh, championship team. And, and and because of that, I went online. I started looking at other names that... That, uh, oh yeah, what'd you that, get? Well, I, I the other one that I mentioned to you was this guy who was a baseball player from '95 to 2006. His name was Quinton McCracken. Oh, that's now great. batting Quinton McCracken, did you and he ever, was a black dude. Did you ever did you ever see the movie Kingpin? Ernie McCracken. Yes. Bill Murray. Yes. Ernie McCracken. Yes. yes. They called him Big Ern. Oh, that's McCracken is just that's. Uh, I know. That's, I know. That's, oh, well, you got Razor Shine. Wow, yeah. He used, to, he used to be a coach for the White Sox. I was a coach for the Mets last year. Uh, and then I also found out that this other guy, uh, he used to be a wide receiver for Michigan State from 92 to 95. This is a great name. Napoleon Outlaw. Oh, Napoleon Outlaw. That's that's a good name. That's a great name. You know? Napoleon Outlaw? Napoleon, he was a wide, wide, wide oh, receiver. Oh, that's a great name. That was a good one. That's... And, of course, the, uh, the classic name for the swimmer is, and don't laugh, folks, Misty Hyman. That's a real name. That's that's a real name. Misty is her name, and the last name is Hyman. Misty Hyman. Misty Hyman. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, like some are cool, and then some are just like, oh, that person's gonna get killed, and the like, oh my god. And you know, the New York Giants have a thing of of, of getting these guys with these weird names, like like Osi Yomi Nora. Yeah. And and uh, what is it? Matthias Kiwanuka. Matthias Kiwanuka. And uh, Pierre Paul. And what about whatever. Prince? Uh, Prince Amamuka. Prince Amamuka. <laughs> I don't yeah, even yeah. know what his name. Yeah, is. You know what it is that the, the Giants send the scout, the only scout that goes to Africa. <laughs> they go. <laughs> Everybody else is traveling to colleges. The Giants I know, they go to Africa. S- they go to the deep, dark continent. He's fucking sitting in Zaire, looking at just. <laughs> 
Oh man. Well, that that's good what, though. Those are those are good names. Are names Napoleon man. Outlaw's a badass. Yeah, that is a good name. That's a badass one. I wonder if he ended up in jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So you know what? We're gonna keep an eye on this Jeremy Lin thing. But I'll tell you something. Nick's got some big games coming up now. Okay. Now they got some. Next? Now they, they got the Ma- they got the world champion Mavericks who are on fire right now. Yeah. They got. They're gonna yeah. be playing. They're gonna be playing the Heat soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, I want to see. But you know what? I've seen enough to know, especially like the way certain teams tried to defend him. I think we should be good. Well, were, so the Knicks are. Did you notice how they were defending Lynn last night? Yeah, yeah. They were they were double teaming him and yeah. trying to make him dribble to the left. The one, yeah, the one thing that people are saying about him is that he's got a weaker left. Which listen, if I, I play basketball, it I'm happens. righty. You know, it I mean, happens. it's stuff. Yeah, I think I, I think he, he tends to go one way. I think he can go the other way. Um, but he's the type of guy. He's smart enough. Right to adjust to it. Right, I think he's going to make the right passes. He said in an interview, uh, in a, in a press conference, which was so smart. You know what I mean? And, and not even saying this because he's Asian. All jokes aside, <laughs> the kid went to Harvard. The kid is a very smart kid, and he said, he goes, listen. I looked at my shooting, my shots. Yeah, I'm shooting too much for a point guard. When Melo yeah. gets back, it needs to go down because my job is to get everybody in rhythm. That's good. When you hear a guy say that's that, that's, that's when good. you know he he was about winning first. Right. And I think I think that the Knicks are really, really, um, really on the right track here. And I think I think Melo. Listen, you got to understand something. If people want to say whatever they want, Melo's this, Melo's that. Mello, Carmelo Anthony is a world class scorer. Okay, he creates his shots. He almost scores at will. The guy is great. Here's the thing. Let's see. Maybe he flourishes in this. Everybody's know. saying it's going to be hard. Maybe know. maybe he falls into this. Either way, it's not well, a— Well, look at it this way. Look at it this way. When, when uh, again, since I'm 92, I'm going to go back to the 1973 uh, Knicks when they— uh, they uh, picked up a, a so-called little guard from the Baltimore Bullets by the name of Earl the Pearl, Pearl. Monroe, yeah. while the team had a guard called Walt Clyde Frazier. And everybody said, aha, they're going to need two basketballs to share. They, yeah. Yeah. they can't do this. That's a great you know point. What? And they worked very well together. Yeah, that's a great— that's they a great. very— uh, You know what happens? Unselfish. You know what happens? You know what takes away selfishness? Winning. Yes. Winning take. I think the guy who scores a lot could go. Hey, listen. Yeah. Everyone's happy right now. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. winning, and I think I I do. Everyone's you know everyone's happy right now. We're winning. I could lose. I could lose a few points off yeah. my off my nightly average. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I think selfishness. Uh, I think selfishness gets cured. Well, with winning. like you said, we'll see what happens, man. That's that's, that's the bottom line. It's uh, hey, listen. It's I'll exciting take, again. Watching the Knicks. That's it. That's, Seven that's, in a row. We're fe- we're five hundred. And uh, we look you, pretty bad for a while. You heard it here first. You hear it everywhere, though. They said it online, so I shouldn't say you'll hear it here first. But um, it's going to be the quote of of the this sports, and I'll wrap it up with this. I'll wrap the sports segment up with this. Selfishness is cured by winning, and Jeremy Lin has brought that that so far the last seven games. Um, who would have thunk it? A six three undrafted Asian from Harvard. Harvard. Is running the Knicks and playing unselfish basketball. Uh, that leads us uh, into the movie segment. Now, I told you guys oh. that I was going to watch a movie. I, I've been really slacking with my uh, going to the theater. Uh, I've been really busy. However, um, as I said before, I did get a chance to see Chronicle. Um, and the only reason why we went to see Chronicle was because it worked out timing-wise. Mm. It was late at night. It was me. Um, it was myself, comedian Joe Matarese, and my older brother. And... Um, all of us were absolutely fucking appalled. (laughs) 
Now listen, I I it, I mean, it starts out. Here's basically what it is. Okay. Three high school kids are yeah. at a party and they find this big this big gigantic meteor hole in the ground that goes underground. Okay. And they go in and then they see something like with like lights and glowing and something really weird deep underground. Right. And a kid, one of the kids, the uh, the real introverted. Uh, I guess eccentric nerdy kid right. is always has a camera on him. Uh-huh. So they're looking at this thing. Make a long story short, they touch this thing yeah. and then the lights go out. Oh. And then the next thing you know, they're together and like they can make shit move with their minds. They could have they have these powers and every time something happens, their nose bleeds. Like anytime they move something, oh. so they don't know how to control it oh, yet. Oh, that's not good when you that, that like happens. like so so all of, yeah. So but they, it just got it got crazy. So then obviously they get more powerful. Obviously they they learn how to fly. One kid goes rogue and gets pissed off. The other kids are like trying to calm it down. But it just got nuts. Does like, one be turned into Magneto from the X Men? Like it, you know, you it, know was, it was like, like it was like it was like it was kind of. I guess you could you know it's funny. It kind of turns into something like that. But it was just like there was one part where like these two kids are fighting. In the bedroom, yeah, and the kids like, yeah, they get to speak, and he just flies out of the window, like, like just fuck. And I'm sitting there. What, was the window like, open? The window was open. Okay, thank God. I was, <laughs> I was going to explain and, that. And one. it just got to the point where like the flying around and shit, it just got, it, it, it just, you know what it is? It got silly, and I could see. Maybe I'm getting older. Listen, I'm 33 years old. Uh, maybe if I was in high school, I would think it was. Yeah, cool, it's a, but it sounds more like a, 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 a movie for for high school kids. And stuff you know, like but that, it, you know? but I thought they could have done it better. I would have went for the ride yeah. if they did it better. Um, I didn't like it. Matt Arise was sleeping. <laughs> was funny. Matt Arise has got his eyes closed and he's going, "This is fucking horrible." And, and we're just shaking our heads. And, and then it got to the point where we're hysterical, laughing of how silly it got in the yeah, theater, and people yeah. were getting pissed. Were they really? But because you know these nerds all were like into this crazy shit, and I hate making noise in a theater. Well, why was it called Chronicles? I don't understand why. It was, was called it... Chronicle. Oh, Chronic, Chronic, Chronicle, like, like Chronic? No, Chronicle. Chronicle. Why was why was it called I, I, Chronicle? I don't know. I, I, to be honest, let, with you, let me ask you: Is there going to be a part two to this movie? I'm not going. <laughs> so in my mind, no. In my mind, no. Listen, guys, if you want to see shit, I thought it got a little crazy and stupid and silly, and I, they, they lost me. They never, I never was really fully into it. There were two parts of the movies I liked that lasted oh, two seconds. God. So, um, I give it the Verzi effect gives it an absolute two thumbs down. <laughs> Okay, I, I did not like Chronicle. If I give dis- it three, and I didn't even see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, if you guys disagree, please tell me what you liked about it. I mean, it did have some cool effects. It just never got me, so uh, I say uh, I say nay to that movie. Nay. Um, all right, we are about to get into uh, a big reason why Gus is here. Uh, first of all, the last thing I want to talk about, and I know a lot of women got upset with me. Okay, so let me just explain something to you ladies. Instead of, because I know when you hear things on Facebook (laughs) or or when you read a post on Facebook, it can, you know, you might not be able to take it the way that I meant it. So here's what I meant. When I said Valentine's Day was the dumbest holiday ever. Which it is. I meant it as (laughs) Valentine's Day is the fucking dumbest holiday (laughs) ever. Okay, first of all, this is what Valentine's Day states. It states you celebrate the one you love Uh really once a year. It states be nice on this day. Uh Listen, and I'm not trying to be a romantic, sappy dick, (laughs) but get your wife flowers or your girlfriend flowers randomly, not on Valentine's Day. And they'll appreciate it it more. Send it to her job 
on fucking March 3rd. Yeah. Send, you know, something like that. Give her candy or say, you know what, listen, I got a babysitter. Tonight, me and you are going to the movies and dinner. Do it, do it on, do it in the summertime. You're going to go watch the, Chronicles. Do it, the, yeah, we'll go, let's go watch <laughs> shitty Chronicle and I'll be pissed I took you out. <laughs> but no, but what I'm saying is, you know, all these people, well, you know, it's Valentine's Day and it's the day, and somebody made a good point to me. Somebody said it's a business. It's business. It's and a I'm Hallmark like, holiday. That's all it is, basically. It's, it's a Hallmark holiday. Yeah. And the funny thing is the candy goes on sale. Right. 90% off. I know. Those... It's like uh, Christmas uh, uh, um, lights and stuff. The, day, yeah. the next day after so, Christmas, so, it's 50% off. And listen, off. listen, okay? And maybe I'm being a little sour this year because my wife is like seven months pregnant, okay? Uh, we have a lot of stuff going on. We have a two-and-a-half-year-old running around. So you know what we did? She bought me a bag of gummy worms, and she got a bag of chocolate, <laughs> and we just said, eat it whenever you want. That's it. That's you know, great. That's, that's it. We didn't, we didn't do shit this year. So if I'm being a party pooper for all you saps out there, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sure once my daughter is born and, you know, they get older, I'll get back into it. But until then, um, well, you know, share my misery. No, you're right. These, if, again, if you're a young guy, you know, you've seen a chick, you know, you want to impress or whatever. But, you know, like us, like you're married, I'm married. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm in my 50, 50s. Wow, you got married in your 50s. I got married uh, three years ago. I got I was... I was single for 17, 18 years. You were single for 17, 18 yeah, years? Yeah, I played the field a couple of times because I'm that kind of guy. You know yeah, I played the field about? for a couple decades. Yeah, hey, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about, how to find the right one. No, you know, it takes time, man. It yeah, does. sure it does. The, the, my problem was that I used to date younger girls and uh, ladies, and it was, uh, <laughs> you know, I used to I used to tell them right I now, like how you changed that real quick. You know, I used to date younger girls. girls. I, mean, I, mean, lady, I mean women. Ladies, women. <laughs> you know, I, and, oh, right off the bat, I would tell them, I, I'm not getting married. And I don't want any more kids. Yeah, that's a oh no, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, yeah whatever. You yeah, know, it's down okay. The road. But still, going back to the the Valentine's, you know, it's nice. You know, it's, I love it, how you know what they say when you say that to them. They go to their girlfriend and they're yeah, like, yeah, I told said, him it's okay, but listen, I'll get him in. Like, yeah, I'll get. Yeah, him. like in like two months, he's fucked. Yeah, I'll get him. All right, all right. It's not gonna work. All right. Uh, so that's the Valentine's Day thing. I just think this: tell the people you love, you love them all the time, all the time, yeah. randomly. Okay, take like I said, let it be the summer, let it be this. To automatically get nice, I actually almost feel like it's <laughs> insulting. To automatically February fourteenth, oh, this is the night that it's it's a night to be. I think it's a cop out bullshit. You know, want to hear want to hear something funny? Sure. Uh, that that morning, uh, Jody was getting all upset because uh, uh, Jody's my wife. Uh, she 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 wanted to get out go go to work and and something was wrong with her cell phone the battery this and that's when she she left the house all huffy and puffy and and I'm like well whatever <laughs> uh, when she came back when she came home that night she goes to me you know I was all bent out of shape this morning and then as I'm driving to work I realized it was Valentine's Day <laughs> <laughs> well see that's the thing and you know what that's why I, I, I was really glad to start this podcast off with the song Love You Every Day because it, it couldn't be more appropriate and it, it, it couldn't fit into exactly what we're saying yeah. love the person every day it sounds corny but you know what man you hear horrible things of people dying you hear horrible things um, you know you just I mean I just heard something today about that girl who was paralyzed this was really fucked up up, man. Who's this? There was a girl. She was paralyzed. She dove into a shallow pool and broke her neck. Oh, and she was this young, pretty thing. It's all over the news today. It's all oh, over I AOL. It. I missed it. And what she did was she she had a boyfriend who loved her dearly. Yeah. And they were together. And she just said, after a while, I can't live like this. You know, she was 30-something years old. So she decided to make her last meal 
her mother's like sausage stuffing mm-hmm. something and then she decided to starve herself to death oh, no. which she thought was going to be only a couple of days and it oh, ended no. up lasting two months oh, shit. and she told the boyfriend go live a full life yeah. without me and she ended up dying today or yesterday and it's just oh, like a bummer, fucking man. horrible and you look yeah, at the girl and yeah. it was like and I'm not trying to fucking bring people down it's a real way to stop that's a real way to, that's what I like to do on the uh, Verzi effect just bring it to a screeching halt make people cry no but it, what I'm saying is kind of real in the fact that you know the whole Valentine's Day thing, I get it. Maybe it's like a day like, oh, we have to be. But let me ask you this question. What happens if on February 13th, mm-hmm. she calls you an asshole, yeah. marches upstairs, Yeah. okay? Fuck you, asshole. I'm tired of your shit. Okay. She marches upstairs. Then the morning comes, Valentine's Day morning. Am I automatically, and I'm not saying this didn't happen. <laughs> this, didn't, this really didn't happen. But I'm just using a hypothetical here. Am I supposed to wake up, stretch my arms, and go, hey, babe, here's, no, just make it real. And and that's what I did this yeah. year. So in, in the in the words of, of Gus's song, love you every day, um, and, and that's that's the Valentine's Day message. Now. Now it is time. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, yeah, yeah. Th- okay, we we've um, we've talked about the Jeremy Lin thing. I've told you guys about a great new comedy club in New York. Yeah, I shit on the movie Chronicle. <laughs> I kind of shit on Valentine's Day. Now what we're gonna do shit is on we the world. <laughs> are gonna talk about conspiracies and conspiracy theories. And uh, I, you know, I, Gus is really. I, I've mentioned Gus a few times before. That, um, oh, I got this crazy neighbor, Gus, who always says, oh, man, like, look at the planes up there with the shit that, that's coming out. They're spraying that shit on us. And I'm looking up in the air like, yeah, all right, Gus, oh, I'll see you. Uh, okay, Gus. Take uh, you later. How about that parking? You know, <laughs> how about the parking in the complex? What are you smoking these days? Um, but I came across something. I came across something that, that I really, the more I think about it and the more I delve into it, okay? And this is really the only conspiracy theory thing. Yeah. Oh, Gus is ready to go, dude. Gus has got his articles. He's fu- he's oh, not no, fucking no, around. No, 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 it's nothing. It's just a couple of things. No, to, to no, my, no, my no. But that's that's that, that's what that's that's what it's that's what you believe in, and that's what I want well, you to talk about. Yeah. Um, mine is the J- John F. Kennedy Jr. thing. Now, right. listen, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not one of these people that it's just how I am. Yeah. I'm not one of these people that says I'm definitely right. Fuck you. You're wrong. I'm not. No, you and can't. I think, you and can't, I think a lot of conspiracy like people, uh, conspiracy theorists, right. They're they're like that a lot. I've heard guys, well, you're crazy, and I, I I've listened to it. And I think even the guy who agrees with my John F. Kennedy Jr. thing, I think he's going a little too much saying it's definite. But I here's here's what I, here's my thing about this. I find it funny that John F. Kennedy Jr. was really at the peak, like his magazine was really flourishing. Mm-hmm. He was making a ton of money. Yep. He started to get into the spotlight. As a matter of fact, the Thursday before he died. They showed him on the big screen at Yankee Stadium. He was at the Yankee game a couple of days before he died. And he was just in the spotlight a lot. And like I said, his company was growing. Now, here's the thing. if In my opinion, okay? And this is this is, this is the Paul Verzi conspiracy theory. <clears throat> and it's the only one I got, and I don't know if I'm right, but this is my thoughts on it. If John F. Kennedy Jr. ran for, pu- for office, right. I think there's no doubt with the right won. people in his corner, he would have won. Okay. He might have started out slow. You know, he's not going to jump right into something huge. Right. But, you know, whatever, congressman or, you know, trying to maybe get yeah. to a senator thing, something yeah, like that. Yeah, work his way up. Work his way up with the right team. I think he would have won. 
I think he was a great looking guy. I think he was a charismatic guy. I think that he, um, you know, some people said that he wasn't that smart, but I think he would have been around the right, right people. And I think what happened to his father, you're rooting for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's the yeah. little boy saluting, right? right? You're right. rooting for this guy. Yeah. If this guy's going, like his father got publicly murdered. Yes. You know, in, in one of the worst ways you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, the little boy saluting his daddy at the funeral is running. That I just got the chill saying that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to fucking do everything I can to like this guy. Yeah. yeah. Folks, then his uncle gets killed. Yep. Okay? If you are John F. Kennedy Jr., and there were rumors that he would eventually run, aren't you going to try? The, 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 the pieces in my mind are not done yet. He's a big piece that can try. Listen. I'm not, me and my father don't hang out all the time. Me and my father never went out in the backyard throw the fucking ball around. We just didn't. But if that shit happened to my father, regardless of the relationship, I'm going to delve in and try to figure out what's going on, especially if I have high power. So now this guy gets in an airplane. Weather's not great. And the the one problem, I probably wouldn't even have this theory if what I found out I didn't find out. And what I found out was during his final approach in the airplane, the Air Force lot blatantly said something that wasn't true. Okay. And it was proven. What was the, that? The, the, basically, that he was communicating with them. He was communicating with the Martha's Vineyard Airport uh-huh. on his final approach. And now they're saying, no, there was conflicting things that said, no, he didn't. They, he, he never did right. at all. Right. Okay. And then the Air Force or, or the government put a gag order on it and it went right to the Pentagon. And it went right to the, it went right to the higher people. They couldn't talk about it anymore. Um, just weird to me. Okay. Now listen, I don't, I'm obviously, I'm a fucking comedian. What do I know? Okay. But I wasn't at the Pentagon and I can't say anything, but I just find it weird that this guy did that. There are also rumors that he had, you know, he had his leg wrapped. Right. You know that, right? Yeah. yeah. He had his leg wrapped because I guess his ankle Mm -hmm. and he said to a friend and this is documented. You could read this. Mm -hmm. Okay. And again, I'm going to, I want to keep reiterating. I'm not saying this to be fact. It's the one thing that I find funny and interesting and fascinating. And that's why I'm talking about it here, especially having Gus here. But he had told a friend, I'm kind of nervous with the rudders or with the, with the plane flying like this. And the guy said, you shouldn't fly. And he said, it's okay. I have an instructor. There'll be an instructor with me. So there's a lot of conflicting things that said he did or he didn't have an instructor. Some people say the plane could have been now who knows? I will say this, the most vulnerable time to take that guy out would be when he's in a single engine jet during bad weather flying there. Was it a jet or a propeller plane? I mean a propeller plane. I'm just saying the most vulnerable time to take this guy out. So maybe it's complete uh, Kennedy bad luck. Somebody yeah. somebody said there's a thing the Kennedys have this water curse. Right. I was telling you about that. Yeah, you were the water me about curse that. Yeah, is yeah. that Joe Joe Kennedy died in the water, right? Or he, uh, a plane crash in the water? The young the oldest brother, a Kennedy brother, yes, during World War Two. Right. And then they said that the Ted Kennedy with the Mary uh, uh yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, I, the, I the woman that the because yeah, woman, cause, cause, yeah um, I don't want to butcher her name, you know. She I don't want to do that, but yeah. um, she had drowned and he reported whatever twelve hours later, and then um, you know now somebody even said the skiing accident with the Kennedy that died skiing that snow is a form of water and that's crazy, okay. you know. And I, I mean yeah, that gets a little that's much, stretching a little you bit know. Now. And now John F. Kennedy Jr. in, yeah. in, in Martha's Vineyard, but. Um, you know, I just find it for me, I was just like, huh, it's kind of funny that the young, you know, the guy who, the, the one guy who was left happened to be the son, happened to have some power, yeah, happened to yeah. be, and then that happens. So either way you look at it, it's either extremely fucking horrible luck 
right? Uh, just a crazy coincidence, horrible luck, or maybe you look into this a little more. There is something online that says it, um, and that that's the one thing that I think about. And, and like I said, if anybody knows a book on this, um, I'm looking for it. Um, I'm gonna, you know, after this weekend, I'm not gonna be as busy, and uh, I'm gonna, I want to read a book about this. So uh, that that's my kind of conspiracy theory. Now, um, Gus, um, you know, let me let me backtrack and and, and go from the beginning. Why I got into uh, uh, looking at things the way I look at them now. Uh, it happened when I went to see that Michael Moore movie, uh, Fahrenheit 911. Okay. 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 And. Um, I went to the movie at the Jacobs Theater here in Pleasantville. I went to see this movie. Uh, I'm, I was always into documentaries and stuff, so I went to see this movie, and I left that movie theater dumbfounded because I did not realize what what was going on. It, it opened up my mind as to how the media was being manipulated and, and not really reporting what was going on. So I decided to do some research, and I went to the library, and I started getting a, a bunch of books on the Bush family and their relationship with the uh, the Saudi Arabia, with the princess, with the Saud family, and so on and so forth. And I kept on uh, going into, uh, of course, the 9-11 uh, situation, which I really don't have a definitive answer about 9-11. It's, 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 it's something that I understand both sides. And like I was telling Paul the other day, uh, the truth is in the middle somewhere. So I started doing research right after that uh, documentary started coming uh, came out, and of course we have the internet, and you can do a lot, a lot of research. You have to verify what's going on. You just can't go to one side and say, "Oh, that sounds correct. I'm believing that." Try right. to verify. Uh, uh, try to verify uh, what's going on. Go to different sites. Look, right. look at, you know. Don't be closed-minded. No, you have to look at everything. You have to look at everything and then make your own con conclusions. That's the reason why I say I don't touch 9-11 because it's, right. it's really conflicting in, inside of my, of my soul. And you know something, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I actually commend you on that, and here's why. I, you know something? A lot of people, that was a horrible, horrific day for so many people. It was, and, and, it and, was. And, and if you didn't terrible. know somebody who died, you knew somebody who knew somebody who right, died. Right, right, right. And, and I think it would be, for any conspiracy theory or anything, I think it's irresponsible for people to say for a fact. And I'll go on record saying that I'm, I am, I'm not, uh, I don't like Michael Moore. I think there's a lot of me that, No, I understand. I'm not a Michael yeah, Moore yeah, yeah. fan, yeah, but, yeah. but if, 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 if he does something that questions get raised, questions get raised. Yeah. And I could, I yeah. could appreciate that, but I like how you're not one of these people that say, no, definitely. No, but you say, no. you can't, it's a touchy subject. Well, the thing, the thing is that the 9-11 truthers, uh, fall back a lot on, and I, and I, and I question it, but I understand why there, uh, uh -huh. there, there's this, there's this, a uh, BBC interview, uh, happening, and the background you see building seven, which is the one that they focus on. And during this interview of the newscaster, uh, the lady saying, well, building seven has collapsed. And guess what? You look behind her shoulder, building seven is still up there. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, go online. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, okay, and that's, that's the one thing that they concentrate on. And then when, when of course, 9-11 happened, I was, uh, I was home. I was ready to go to work, and I just stood there, dumbfounded, looking at my television. And when the first building went down, and I saw the way it went down, I went to myself, that looks like a controlled demolition. Like, you know, you've seen videos of buildings that are Look, that when are they knocked down a casino yeah, or something. Down, it goes down in like, layers. Uh, like in layers. And I go to myself, 
how is that possible? That looks like a controlled demolition. And I didn't pay mine after that. And, and I just, you know, and... That was your first instinct when my, you saw th- it. That was my first, my first reaction when I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I put it away. You know, I didn't think about it. I was just annoyed because I got suckered into what the mainstream media was talking about. Oh, the, the Muslim extremists. And, and, and you know, uh, what was it? 17, how many were there? 19 guys? Uh, well, I think there were more planes that actually they got stopped. Yeah, well, right? they're saying the majority of, of the, uh, the, the, the quote-unquote terrorists were from Saudi Arabia. But isn't Saudi Arabia our ally? Right, right. Uh, how is that possible? I didn't know. I didn't know who, what they were, like Muslim, like where they. Yeah, from Saudi you know, Arabia. Um, they were yeah. from Saudi Arabia. I remember when I saw the first tower. I was on the phone with my older brother when I saw the first building go down. Yeah. And I was so fu- I couldn't believe what I was I seeing. It that was, it was it, like it looked like a movie. It, that, that's what I said to my brother. That's what I said to my brother. I go like, Are you? Like my brother said, Are you watching this? Yeah. And I remember just watching the top of it just start dropping, and I'm sitting there and I'm going like, No. How the You're fuck? like, No. Like this looks like a movie yeah, out of yeah, Hollywood, yeah, and this yeah. is really happening yeah. right now. Yeah. And and it was like I was just so. I was just so... Fu- I just couldn't... Be- you know what it was? It was one of those things where... And I was younger at the time. Sure. You know? Sure. I mean, you're talking... I was like, a, you know, in my early 20s. Right. I was a young kid. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting... And I'm just like... It was almost like this big news story that history happened, but I couldn't take in. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try to say no, that I could. No, no, I couldn't take in really yeah. what had happened. Yeah. Like, I remember me and my buddies... We you were like in up- shock. Yeah, like I remember what me and my buddies, we would always go to this kid Nick's house and we'd play wiffle ball in the backyard. And after watching everything, we were just kind of sitting there... And uh, someone's like, "Hey, man, you want to go out and you know, you know, go wiffle, play wiffle ball or, or barbecue or something?" And we were just like, "Yeah, and we we're playing." And then like later, we were like, "We couldn't. We just wanted to get away for because we didn't even know how to react to it." Yeah. And we were in upstate yeah. New York, right. so it didn't. You know. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you how. I, I'll tell you how I remember the day, is um, I was in sales in Queens. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to be there till eleven. Oh, okay. So I'm waking up in the morning and I'm putting my khaki pants on and I get a phone call from a buddy and he goes, "I guess you're not going to work today." I go, what are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. He goes, a, a 730, a, you know, a yeah. big plane hit the, and I, you know, the first thing I said, I go, I always knew that there would be an accident with airports that close. Which makes and, sense. And he goes, no, dude. He goes, two fucking planes. And I go, what? And then I turn on the TV and I see the buildings with these black holes in them coming out. Right. And I'm going, and they said, we're being attacked. Right. Then, watching the news, then you hear the one, the one, the Pentagon one. Right. And I, then I the started, and I'm not going to lie, for one, not, I mean, I knew that we have a powerful Air Force and shit, but for a split second, I'm going, holy shit, like, if this just keeps happening, like, is this, but, is this America's doomsday? Like, what the fuck? Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, are we yeah, going to yeah. get control of this? Yeah, but the problem is, and I'm sorry to interrupt, no, 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 interrupt go ahead. is that during that time, the United States military were, were having exercises. They were having military exercises in the skies yeah you know and there was conflicting report uh, between the command center and, and the, the guys who were flying around and that's another thing that that sounds fishy you know if you have military exercises going on and this other shit is happening right now which is live why weren't we able to divert these military planes to do something about like didn't they find out that these planes were hijacked beforehand? Didn't they, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I it's just so, it's so fucking crazy. Oh, we're getting low here, Jesus. Oh, um, okay. We're sitting here, look, we might as well have well, a we might have turn. to have that yeah. part two to this, you, you, man. You, you want to go to the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, my dad, before 9-11, my yeah. dad was getting on an airplane. Yeah. 
And a, a guy, an Arab guy, a couple Arab guys with turbans went on. Oh, this man. was before 9-11. Uh-huh. And my father's old school Sicilian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, Racist yeah. and shit. <laughs> no, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he grew up in the Bronx in the 1960s. Okay, just good. doesn't care. You know, he's just, good. he grew up where if he went to Webster Avenue, the blacks wanted to kick his ass and vice versa. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's better now, but it's just, you know, he's yeah. got that instilled old no, school guy. I know. He's street smart. And he, he's, just, he's just got that, you know, that old school Italian thing. And he said to the lady, he goes, excuse me, it was before 9-11. Mm-hmm. And he goes, like a month before. Right. And he goes, I, I don't feel comfortable on this plane with this fucking guy here. Yeah. And they were like, well, what? What? Like, they looked at my dad like, what are you, nuts? Yeah. And, uh, you know, how can you say that? You know? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and then I guess, you know, after what happened, he was like, that's how I could say it. Because <laughs> those are the, you know, or suppose, if, you know, those are, you know. And you, and you hate to, listen, I do a joke. I do a bit where I'm like, you hate to say, hey, you know. An Arab on your plane makes you nervous. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, if I saw... I said yeah. it on the stage. If I saw a Scottish guy with a kilt, <laughs> he's going to fucking drink in the back of the plane. <laughs> you know, if I see if I see turbans and a laptop, I'm fucking scared. <laughs> you know, it's just... That's just, you know, the way that it is. But but go ahead. So so you were saying there's conflicting reports yeah, well, about... There, there was uh, conflicting there, reports. So, uh, but, you know, uh, it, it, it just blew my mind. And then after I watched the Michael Moore documentary, it opened up my eyes to do research. And I started doing research... And I read like forty to forty-five books in two years, trying to trying to to figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. But well, like I said before, nine eleven touchy, touch very touchy issue with me. Sure, sure. I don't know. I don't have the definite answer. I'm in the middle. Uh, I do know, and I do. I don't know, but I do feel that because of our actions, our government's actions overseas, it did cause the effect of. Outside forces attacking us. Well, you know who says that? Ron Paul says that. But there's also the theory is that it was an inside job, that the government was involved with these other people. Again, that's very touchy. I know people don't want to hear that. But, you know, it's... I I don't doubt anything with the government anymore. You know... I mean, it, it, it kind of goes back to what we're talking about, you know, with John F. Kennedy. I mean, I, I firmly believe that our government killed John F. Kennedy. I, I, I do. I think that John F. Kennedy, I, I, I don't think well, that... Yeah, one of the theories out there about John F. Kennedy was that he had signed a... Uh, he had signed a document to get us back into the... Uh, to, to get us back into the silver... Uh, to get silver back as one of the mon- as one of the, uh, the main uh, monetary uh, values of the dollar. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, and I, and I was going. Well, listen. You know, I can't say for a fact. Oh, yeah, the government has something. To- I just find like with with everything that I've you know the John F. Kennedy thing. Uh, there was a lot of reports that he was threatened, and I just feel that like somewhere, somehow, somebody knew. You know, you want to talk about inside job? Yeah, if there was yeah, ever yeah, an inside yeah, job, yeah. in my opinion, it was that. I don't put anything past, uh, but I will say this, and I want to go on record on my podcast as saying this. Um, I find, and not, and listen, not that I believe everything the media tells me, sure, but I truly, in my heart, and I don't know if it's because I want to or if it's really what I feel, but I, I do feel in my heart, I have a very, very hard time believing. It's it's just and it's just me that we would that that America would allow an American would allow that for money and if it did I hope that fucking well it's 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 not because of money that there there are outside forces out of the government there is an oligarchy a a, a higher level of of people a secret society a secret society out there which is not secret but it, it, it it's it's in plain view but since it's in plain view people think it's not real. You got the Bilderberg Group. 
they 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 uh, they get together every year and they decide what policies are going to be uh, instituted in the United States and in the world. You have the the Council of Foreign Relations. Uh, you have the uh, the New American Century, which is uh, the neocons yeah. in the Bush era. So there 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 are there are these group of people, the outside the government that do the policy that that control the policies of, of our country. Yeah, and and they can't hide anymore. the The proof is out there. Right. You know, the proof is out there. You can't hide. They can't hide anymore. And they're getting a little bit a uh, little bit uh, nervous about that. Yeah. Um, but with with consp- People say conspiracy theories. It's not a cons. I, I say it can't. It's not a conspiracy if you can verify that there are facts. Right. You know, by by doing your research online and stuff like that. No, what's a fact is a fact, and 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 if something is factual. Right. And it's the same thing that you know. I got into. You know, I don't know if you heard my last podcast, but you know, I made a statement saying that these people that put on these these postings. Oh, on yeah, Facebook yeah, of, yeah. of, you know, everything is wrong right now with the country because of Republicans. No, everything wrong right now is because of Democrats. That's just crazy. To, it's nothing to do with the Republicans or Democrats because they're both the same thing. It's, it's the same thing. They're going for the same thing. Do, they want to be in power. They want to screw everybody. They're looking out for themselves. There is no term limits for the, for the, for the people in Congress, and that's what the problem and, and, is. And what you said before is what I say, and I agree 100%. Don't just look for yourself. Don't listen to everything that you see on TV. Right. I, when I watch these debates and somebody says something and the people clap, Yay. it's like, are you? I said it once and I'll say it again. They are the casino. We are the gamblers. The house always, always wins. wins. <laughs> and and we just go to the lights and the dinging, bing, yeah. bing, 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 bing. Oh, this machine's winning. I know. Bing, 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 clapping. It's yeah. stupid. You know. You listen to you listen to one of these guys say something. And I'm like, yeah, he's got the answers. He's got I the. Know. You don't have. He doesn't have shit. These guys' kids go to the same schools. People. These guys eat lunch together. Mm-hmm. These guys drink beers together. This yeah. is who's running the country. Yeah. You know, President Obama plays golf with Boehner, right? They, they drink <laughs> yeah. beers together. Look and, at and uh, supposed, Clinton hangs out with uh, Bush. Yeah, Clinton and Bush hang out, and they were like enemies <laughs> at one point, and their families are close friends. Yeah. It's all bullshit. It and is. what we do is we fight. Go. I believe him. I believe him. Right. I believe him. Right. It's right, bullshit, right, man. Right. It's all. They have the money. They have the fucking power, and the media picks a side, or a media says what they want to say, and we just watch it. We just watch everything, you know, we just watch everything that, you know, you know what I found out about the media, too? Somebody said something. Um, the Jews run it? No, no, no. <laughs> no, who, who said it? A comedian had a friend. Who was it? Uh, a comedian had a friend yeah. at the National the Enquirer. You know the National Enquirer, the, the National yep. Enquirer, yep. Yep. which says ridiculous things, but there, there's well, sometimes always. They're, oh no, no. They're well, good well, listen. Sometimes. Let's be honest. When there's, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, a yeah. little bit, a little sure, bit. Sure, sure, sure. And the, the guy said that they have files on people and they just wait. Oh, they do. And they said the perfect example was a perfect example was my buddy James Goff, comedian, was talking about this, and he said, and it was very interesting. Uh, shout out to James Goff for this because he he it was interesting. He said it was not a coincidence. That the day after Sandra Bullock won the Oscar for Blindside, uh-huh. her husband cheating came out. They uh, said they knew that. Yeah, they knew that. It they was, had it was that. Just so there. they were just waiting for when's the time. Oh, it's the same man. thing, you know. So, so that, you know that that's what. So the media picks and chooses mm. when they want it, you know, when and what yeah. they want to do. Yeah, yeah. Listen, they have the cameras. All we have is a remote. I know. We have the remote. I we know. don't know better. You know what? I I'll, I'll sit. I'll, I'll I'll sit down and turn on. MSNBC, Fox News, CNN, and 
they start talking, I start cursing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, bullshit. Next channel. Bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah, Next yeah, yeah. channel. I'm like, yeah. what the hell's going on? Yeah. So what I do is I go online, and, I, and I'm going to give some prime examples of some of the news sites that I that I that I go online to. I go to a, a alternativenews.com. Yeah. Blacklistednews.com. <laughs> right. I know it's weird, right? Yeah. Informationliberation.com. George, George Report has got some good stuff every once in a while. Okay. I'll go to Infowars.com, which it, they, they have some pretty interesting articles there. You know, and, uh, you know, and I'll listen to uh, some podcasts because I, I can't listen to the mainstream media anymore. No, no, you can't. You know, I'll go to OracleBroadcasting.com or I'll, I'll listen to the Survival Podcast or AmericanFreedomRadio.com or uh, 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 the Alex Jones Show is another one that I'll listen to every once in a while. You know, and uh, but if if you folks wanna wanna find out some more uh, stuff, uh, some other sites and stuff, you know, you can email me. Uh, you can visit me on Facebook. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you can visit me on Facebook. Just uh, Facebook.com/slash Gus Amador. That's G U S A M A D O R. And and you know, just send me an email, and I'll shoot you a little list that I put together here of some documentaries that I recommend for everyone to watch, yes. which are pretty good. And uh, again, I you know. Uh, some other website that you can watch documentaries online. Why don't you give them a couple of uh, give them a couple of give give your top three if you had to give give your top uh, three okay. uh, uh, documentaries well, I could watch. The, the one one documentary that got me going was the the Psy Guys series. Psy Guys. Psy Guys. Psy Guys. Z i z e i t g e i s t. The first one I saw I opened up my eyes and I kept on watching them. Another one is uh, by by Alex Jones. A lot of people have uh, different opinions about Alex Jones. I just I'll listen to him, and uh, you know, but he does put out he does put out some very good documentaries. One one is called Endgame Blueprint Blueprint for Global Enslavement, which actually opened up my eyes a lot. And and in fact, I think the 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 last song that we're uh, we're gonna play tonight is uh, I re I don't reference, but it well after watching this documentary it motivated me to write this song. Uh, one was uh, another documentary that came out in two thousand and nine. Uh, about two months right after Obama uh, went into office, it's called the Obama Deception. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. You gave that I, one. I think to I me. gave you that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, yeah. another one that I also sent you a link was uh, what? What in the world are they spraying? That's the one about the chemtrails. Oh you yeah. Know, you know, folks, when you look up in the sky in the old days, they were called contrails. In other words, there were vapor trails that would dissipate. Now, if you look up in the sky, you see jet planes flying around. They have this trail, and it's and it's chemicals in this trail. And it, uh, it yeah, my son calls them the rockets. The rockets, guess, right? Yeah. One of the uh, 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 one of the uh, the chemicals that are used is aluminum, which is not good for you. Sure, it's very bad for the environment. Uh, barium salt is another one, and so on. But this documentary, "What in the World They Sprain," is a very good documentary, which I got to see again the other day, and it opened up my mind. If you're into uh, into health health food and being healthy. Watch a documentary called The World According to Monsanto. Now, Monsanto is known for creating GMO, genetically modified uh, foods. And uh, I guess the way they look at it is good, but in the way that farmers and people like you and me, Paul, you look at how our food, uh, where our food comes from, it's not good. So that's another documentary wow. that, sh that should be uh, looked into. Uh, I came across this one about aspartame. You know what aspartame is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aspartame yeah. is is a sweetener that you find in gum. And is that is that what's in like uh, sweet and low? That's right. Uh, okay. Yeah, you can find it. That shit's not good for you. 
No, no. That's just not good for you. So I found another documentary called Aspartame, Sweet Misery, A Poison World. Jesus, God. Yeah, I saw this about two, two, three years ago. And if you if you love your kids, like we all do, and you don't like vaccinations, or you think something's wrong with vaccinations, or drugs that our kids are giving, uh, uh, given, uh, for example, you know, ADD, uh, oh, the kids are hyperactive. All kids are hyperactive. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's called parenting. Yeah, it's called parenting. Two more documentaries that I recommend. Generation X about pharmaceutical drugs that we give to our kids. Uh, War on Kids is also uh, on the pharmaceutical drugs. And I think it, 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 it talked about vaccinations and the dangers of vaccinations. But like I said, if you want uh, the listing, just uh, shoot me an email on Facebook yes, and, I'll, yes. and I'll send it to you. And I'm sorry that I'm rambling. I didn't no, really, no. I, I didn't really, really uh, specify a, a particular conspiracy because I don't believe in conspiracy. I, I believe that there's always an answer out there for things. People say it's a conspiracy because they don't know what they 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 don't know the facts. Right. If you know the facts, it's not a conspiracy anymore. You right. know what's a conspiracy? I'll tell you what a conspiracy is: network news not giving you the true news. That's right. a conspiracy. That's yes. that's my belief. And Jeremy Lin might not be Asian. He yeah. might. He might. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. He well, could be. He could be a plant. He could be a plant. <laughs> Um, he could be from, uh, you know, no, but from, guys, a, from a spaceship or guys, something. Guys, what Gus is saying is, and you know, and that's why, and by the way, man, excellent guest. Um, great Thank job. You. And, and you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we'll definitely do a, another uh, segment. Yeah, next time we'll, um, we'll, you know, we'll, in the, we'll in the future, in, yeah, in, sure. in the future and stuff. But, you know, the point of this, too, is, is um, you know, I guess, and I always say, you know, I never I never want to get political on the Verzi effect. And uh, that's, that's why I liked having Gus on because it, it's not – we don't speak as a matter of factly. Right. We speak as open your ears and make your own opinions and don't believe everything that people tell you. And when somebody is so one-track minded on either Republican, Democrat, this guy's right, you're crazy, um, just just like look for yourself. And that's that's what I do. I'm not telling anybody what to believe. You know, I have my beliefs, but I just don't like to tell any one group that they're wrong. Right. Also, um, for Gus. Okay, uh, if you you know Gus, like like he just said, he's got a ton of those documentaries that he could uh, refer to you. Um, if you missed anything, um, check it out. Um, it's uh, and you could also catch Gus's um, music. Yeah, you got videos and uh, uh, the music on on uh, uh, Reverb Nation. R E V E R B Nation N A T I O N dot com slash Gus A M A D O R um, get Gus on Facebook. Uh, he'll answer any of the questions that you know that you may have. Sure. Really talented musician. Um, I love the song that we opened with. We're going to close with one now. Uh, Gus is currently, um, he's not doing any music dates because he's working on his new album. And uh, and then he will have some dates. So you could also check that out on uh, ReverbNation.com uh, and also his Facebook. Uh, plugs for me, guys. Um, I'm about to have a, a sick week of stand-up here. Hmm. Uh, tonight I'll be with uh, my good buddy Bill Burr at the Bergen Pack in uh, Inglewood, New Jersey. I got a message for Bill Burr. What's that? You owe me, Burr. Oh yeah. Oh yes, Gus. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta tell. I gotta tell that story real quick. I gotta tell that story. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but Bill was supposed to have Bonnie McFarlane open for him yeah. at the um, Terrytown, and he said he was gonna do something for you. No, I don't. Uh, the 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 um, Terrytown uh, Music Hall. 
here in Westchester. <laughs> and last minute, and when I mean last minute, I mean 900 people are in their seats and it's five minutes to showtime and I'm 20 minutes away. And because of Gus coming over and sitting on the couch while my son slept, I ran there and we had this great show and I got back. Oh. And that was because of Gus. So I, I, I did tell a story on an earlier podcast and Gus is the guy that hooked that up. Um, I'll be with Bill tonight at the uh, Bergen Pack, Inglewood, New Jersey. Tomorrow we will oh, be cool, at the man. Foxwoods Casino nice. at the Fox Theater. The first show got sold out. The 8 o'clock show got sold out. So I'll be with him uh, 8 o'clock and 11 o'clock. And then uh, the first time ever I will be at the Westbury Music Fair, the theater at Westbury, which is the round. So I'm going to be standing on this circular stage with 2,500 people around me. And I heard it's insane. Does it, does and it, it moves. Does it rotate? Yeah, and it moves. Don't get dizzy. So I might Don't puke. drink whiskey. No, no, oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to drink. I'm not, I haven't even had a drink since the Super Bowl. I still remember that puking. Um, and I'm going to have the website uh, updated. Uh, for more Verzi Effect podcasts, uh, they're available for free on iTunes. You could check uh, me out on the new uh, paulverzi.com. For, for dates and uh, some cool stuff coming up. But hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the, the the conspiracy theory talks and, and everything. And, you know, don't see Chronicle. <laughs> and uh, let's go, Knicks. And we're going to put you out to a song. This is uh, Gus uh, Amador uh, called One Voice. So enjoy. Until next episode, uh, we'll see you then.
Joy. 